0: Cold. You're kidding. Just one shot? They're not all zombies, Doug. How do you fight this thing? Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. Well, sometimes. That is better. The person you put up there, they ain't the person that comes back. <laughs> it's dead song to get down with. About six feet under. Get dead. Ooh, I love this song. And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 116 of the Rotten Views podcast. I literally just looked that up and I've already forgotten. I am... uh so smart but yeah i am right mer 116 i i just checked back quickly i know i'm great this uh thank you for joining i appreciate all the uh responses i've been getting all the feedback and whatnot uh maybe we'll start patreon at some point never too sure yet Uh, i don't know what i would do for it i just want to keep on giving free content to be honest with you guys uh so maybe we'll set up like a donation tab or something i don't know um but we'll wait and see i'm not too worried about that i'm not worried about the money side of things at all uh, i just appreciate everyone coming back and being supportive and enjoying the podcast and i know this intro sucks but you know it's i'm running on about three hours of sleep right now due to some you know someone deciding to pull the fire alarm in my apartment building last night and i could not get back to sleep for the, the love of god i actually didn't go to sleep before the alarm went off it went off uh, i think 11 30 and then they were here for like an hour and nobody knows what went on it's fun but uh uh, anyways it is what it is we got a fun episode set up for tonight um i'm actually recording this on the previous monday um, we are watching no man's land from 1987 i decided to watch this movie on tubi on the at the point in time of watching this it says it's going to be leaving in 10 days but i'm not really too sure if it will be or not because tubi is really weird like that they'll say something's leaving but then it never actually leaves uh so this movie has a 6.1 out of 10 on imdb 50 percent on rotten tomatoes 4.5 out of 5 on amazon Uh Initial release date was October 23rd, 1987. Uh, the director is Peter Werner. Werner. Um, he's done a bunch of TV and TV movies. He's done a couple episodes of Justified, uh, Blue Blood, uh, Grim. I really, really like that that show, Grimm. Uh, maybe we'll do some mini episodes about that because, you know, it's got like the monsters and whatnot in it. Uh, he's done a bunch of episodes of Law and Order as well, I believe. Which is also kind of funny because I believe the main writer on this was actually Dick Wolf, who's... You know, of course, Known for All the Law and Order, uh, FBI, a bunch of other cop-related TV shows. Chicago PD, apparently, he's been on that for like a hundred and some episodes Chicago Med. He's done a bunch of stuff, and if you don't know who he is or who he is you should definitely look it up um he's an interesting writer uh, and i i appreciate the content he makes it's also a very unique cast because uh, you got charlie sheen you also got randy quaid you have bill duke from predator best known i think personally that's where i know him from is predator he's also in commando as well i guess and apparently he was an x-men last stand i have to revisit that i'm not my memory on the x-men movies is not that great um but yeah we also have uh, db sweeney who's also the main actor in this alongside Charlie Sheen. And I think there's some other other well known ones that kinda just pop up. But it's an interesting cast. It's an interesting movie. It kinda plays out like Gone in Sixty Seconds meets like a GTA Video game storyline. Essentially, the, just the rundown of the movie. Uh, rookie cop goes undercover, infiltrates a car thief ring, and all the cars being stolen are all Porsche. I don't know why there's so many Porsches in this town or city, but whatever, it works, I guess. It's a crime, drama, and thriller. But it's distributed by Orion Pictures. will have box office of 2.9 million. So it's not, not a lot, but it's still pretty good. You know, in my, my opinion, it all, I guess it all depends on how much it costs to make, so... And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. The following program is brought to you in living color. Saturday night at the movies. The television series which each week brings you the finest in recent motion pictures. Charlie Sheen. He's stepping out, looking things over, trying a new line of work. Charlie Sheen is Ted Barrick, crossing the line into no man's land. Don't you think we're pushing our luck? No such thing. No limits. This ain't exactly repo work. This ain't exactly work, period. No boundaries. What about this one? Nothing shabby, huh? I only steal portions. <laughs> There's a local outfit stealing portions. My money's on the owner, Ted Barrick. Why me? Because you don't act like a cop. Good turn, Bill. Welcome to No Man's Land. Take a look around, Bill. America's finest to play. Well, I guess what's important here is that you're having a good time. So good! So good! I want Barrett. Concentrate on Barrett. Rich boys like you turn my stomach. I don't even know who you are. I never even knew your name. I need you to wash my back. Can't do this anymore. Feel dirty. Nowhere to turn. These guys ever give up? They do this for a living. No place to hide. Ted. He's a cop. Tell me something I don't know. Coming full speed from Orion Pictures. Showtime, folks. No Man's Land. But yeah, we'll get right into the movie. I gotta love that, like I said, it's uh, Ryan Pitcher's release, so seeing that logo pop up on the screen, it's really nice. I really appreciate that a lot. Then music starts to come into play, and we see the reflection of the city in this car window, and a guy comes up and breaks the glass. It's a part of the you know um car thief ring and then we see a porsche driving off and the intro credits start to roll in as the music's playing and we see the porsche making its way into a garage and we can quickly tell that's a chop shop and that they're going to get ready to cut this car up sell the pieces off and make god knows how much money uh then we see shots of this police station as detectives are looking over like the secret photos that they've been taking like um what's the technical term for that they've essentially been watching people in this group and been taking photos of him trying to get evidence and whatnot uh, of who may be still in the cars and who may be in the, the car thief ring. Then as one of the detectives is getting ready to go in his car to drive away, so we can see in the reflection of his driver window, uh, someone coming up and he kind of smiles at it, and they pull a gun out and shoot him point blank right in the face. Then we see a guy working on a car where maybe it's a stepfather, maybe it's an uncle, I'm not really too sure, comes over saying his mom wants him inside to cut the turkey, and this is um, Benji, Also known as Bill throughout the movie, which I thought was weird when typing my notes up. I did you with an I, but apparently in the script it's B E N J Y, which looks kind of weird to me, but we'll go with it. And then we find out this movie takes place between Thanksgiving and Christmas, so I don't know if you want to watch it as a Thanksgiving movie or a Christmas movie because there is Christmas music in it, so therefore it should qualify as a Christmas movie. There's no snow though, so that just gives you a point of view where or point of reference where this movie takes place, anyways. Uh, Benji gets washed up and gets all ready. He's hanging out with a bunch of the family members. And then we find out, um, I think one of the uncles is making fun of him because, you know, they don't think he's, be- they think he could do something better with his life than being a cop, essentially. He's like, ah, oh, you know, you could, you could be making lots of money if you come, you know, stop playing cops and robbers. He's like, then, you know, it's a job. Just... Shut up, uncle. Then we see Benji in uniform with another police officer showing up at this, like, pool hall for some drinks. We find out they're late because Benji saw a lady getting beaten up and he wanted to stop the car to go help her. That's when one of the other cops is like, you're off, dude. You just, you know, call a police officer next time. He's like, I am a police officer. Then Randy Quaid. Uh, I'm going to just call him Randy Quaid because that's his name. Uh, I don't feel like calling him Lieutenant Vincent Bracey, Brycey, whatever it might be, is uh, coming into this bar because he wants to talk to you, Benji. Because apparently, Benji has a very big knowledge of foreign cars, and he knows Benji is the right person to try and infiltrate this uh, garage that they believe is part of the car thief ring. Because this garage apparently just works on Porsches and nothing else, and that's the main car that's being stolen. So, yeah, you're probably right that it's probably the place that's running the the whole car thief ring. It's the place that only works on the goddamn cars. At this point, we find out Benji is also a rookie, and that the cop, um, that got shot earlier in the movie is actually one of quaid's friends benji agrees to do it and quaid gives him this like, weird smile as he pretty much knows he's like yeah you got a good chance of dying boy you got a real good chance of dying i'm not gonna be surprised if you die and then we cut to benji showing up at the garage and they that they believe is the car part of the car thief ring and he's sitting inside his car and he's just rehearsing the line looking in his mirrors like i am now bill i am now bill i am now bill i am bill bill is my name thank god it's a name that starts with a B, which is the same letter that starts with my original name but i am now bill not benji anyways you then see uh, bill meeting up with the snitch because apparently uh quaid already has a snitch inside the garage as well and that's how he's getting bill or benji into the garage is through the snitch by saying he's like a good friend and he knows how to fix pretty much any cars and uh, i believe it's duke's character um malcolm he's like the manager of the garage and he's like running him through some questions like oh how long would this take so like, oh, go well you know probably but yeah, i probably have it done five or six and then he looks at another car he's like yeah it's gonna take two seconds for me to fix it and then malcolm's like all right we'll give you the job for a couple weeks and we'll see how everything works out if you don't work out properly then you're pretty much getting canned and i don't care and i don't ever want to see you ever again then we cut the bill being uh walked into what looks to be like this old motel room it's actually supposed to be an apartment and this old lady's showing him the place and she's going on about how she doesn't like cops or loud noises i also didn't know what was going on here because it literally does look like a motel but yeah this is his new home because he doesn't want to go back to his old home or maybe he's in such a different area i'm not too sure or it's probably just to build up the character of him just being like this mechanic thug who you know has nobody and no possessions and whatnot let me see uh malcolm pretty much sending bill out on this like gta style pickup mission uh because he's gotta go pick up uh ted the owner of the um the garage because his car apparently broke down and we see him showing up to this car that's broken down inside roads like nighttime now it's up on this like windy road up on the hill he's looking around at the car and nobody's around at all so he, he pu- turns on his flashlight to look in the car to check it out and that's when Ted, charlie sheen's character comes up behind him. he's like you car thief he said like, no no uh malcolm sent me i'm just here to fix the car and you know get it on the road again bill asked him like well you do know what's wrong with the car and Ted's like, well, if I did, technically wouldn't be here because then I would fix it myself. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. He fixes his car within seconds, pretty much, and asks to take the car out for a test ride just to make sure everything's okay and make sure he's got the engine running right and everything and whatnot. Uh, so then P- Bill and Ted start driving around. Uh, they're speeding down this curved roadside. Ted keeps telling Bill to push the car faster and faster, and Ted is having the time of his life just, you know, being... Like, this is a giant thrill ride for him. Then it's the next day, and we see Bill and another mechanic going to get by to And that's when they bug Danny, the mechanic who's a snitch. He's like, well, you too good to eat with us? And Danny's like, well, yeah, you know, I gotta, I gotta be careful who I hang out with. You know, I don't want to hang out with some grease balls and then uh Danny's walking away and he walks across the street and this car pulls out in front of him and two guys jump out and grab him and then they put his head in like the window of the car and then the, the guy inside the car starts racing the window to try and choke him with the glass and uh we, we come to find out that's the competition well, we'll find out in a few minutes that's uh, competition. I just spoiled it. Sorry. I essentially thought it was like some sp- fancy drug dealer that you probably owed money to, but it's not. Uh, we then cut to Danny in the washroom trying to get a hold of ourselves, you know, trying to, you know, calm himself down because the guy's pretty much like, you know, if you're going to fuck around, I'm just going to kill you. Essentially, is what he's doing. And then Bill comes in to figure out who they were, and Danny makes some jokes about it. So Bill throws him up against the wall, wondering who, who they are. And that's when Danny's like, well, they're the competition. And pretty much telling us, you know, to stay away from their spa and to not mess up and steal their cars. Then we see Ted showing up in the garage and Bill is putting a new alarm in a car. Ted also invites Bill out to this club that he goes out to all the time, apparently with his buddies. He tells them to show up at 1.130 and Bill's like, hey, yeah. Are you serious? You want me to show up at AM? Like, yeah, that's when all the cool people go. That's that's fine. Uh, then we cut to this club that's really weird. It's definitely a like a mile high city club. Uh, very fancy, white everything. There's nothing else that's not white, and uh, yeah, it's very bright and doesn't seem like a club that people would go to hang out at at one o'clock in the morning. But what the f- what the hell do I know? I I don't know. I'm a dad who stays home all day. Not all day. I go to work and stuff. Then I come home. And I work some more for myself doing this. Or YouTube videos. Make sure to check it out the YouTube videos. They'll be linked down below. And the artwork as well, because that'll be linked down below as well. Uh, but back to our movie because that's what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about my movie, my podcast. You know what? We're just we're just tongue tied. That's all we are. We're a lack of sleep, a little bit tired, but we're going to get back to the movie at hand. Ted says, uh welcome to Bill and L- they look around and he's like look around it's the uh, lifestyle the rich and nameless because nobody has any plans to do anything but some drugs in the washroom then uh ted's sister ann shows up and i forgot to mention earlier that ann was actually in the garage at one point and bill was making like googly eyes at her because he's like, "Ooh, hot girl Even though she's not really that pretty to me but that's besides the point uh, we find out that she's the sister of ted of course and he, Bill's like, oh, then Tez, Ted has to step away to talk to someone and leaves Bill and his sister at the table with a bunch of other rich and fancy people. And then the guy's like, you know what? Pardon me. We just got to step away. And then one of the girls is like, you know, it used to always be the girls that went away to powder their nose. Now it's the guys doing all the drugs. They always get all the fun, right? And Bill's still trying to make like awkward conversations. He's like, yeah, I come here all the time. This is the main hangout for all the mechanics one of the guys before leaving, he's like, oh, you're a mechanic, huh? I'm just going to go snort crack off the toilet seat in the washroom now. I don't want to talk to you anymore. You're you're a lower lifestyle than me. I don't want to do this. Then we see uh, Bill, Bill meeting up on the street with Quaid. And Quaid's like, you know, don't ever be late on me again. He's like, I'm only 10 minutes. He's like, I, you know, if you're 10 minutes late, I'm starting to question if you're getting in too deep, if you're not, if you're injured or whatnot, I'm I'm a worried mother. You're my little chick. Don't ever be late on me ever. And at this point, Bill mentions that the competition, and Quaid's like, no, that's not what we're here for. We're here for Ted because Ted's the main issue and Ted's doing all the, the stealing. And Bill's like, no, I don't think Ted's really doing it. But, you know, shocker, later on. Uh, Quade tells him to concentrate on Ted because that's the main lead that they have. And then we cut back to the garage and Ted mentions to Bill if he wants to make some extra cash because he has some repo jobs that need to be done and bill jokes oh oh, so you're a car thief as well no it's just repos you know like don't worry about it. it's not car thief it's just repo but repossessions yo are you coming or not Then we see uh, ted and bill in the car checking out the car they need to repo as the valets are getting ready to park it but bill is very hesitant about going to do the job so uh ted's like fine i'll do it myself and bill's like no no i got it i you know it's fine at this point in time uh, ted also mentions that they have the keys for the car as well which, which should make it a little bit easier but it doesn't we see bill walking up to the car in the parking lot uh getting ready to repo it and he's got the keys in his hand but he keeps fumbling the keys and can't get the door unlocked and then one of the valets starts yelling down at him and then uh bill starts to uh run and take off on foot he's not in the car because he goes to unlock it and then the valet is like what the hell are you guys what are you doing he just runs off and all these valets start chasing after him and then he's running for a while and then ted picks him up on the road somewhere down the line the way i don't know where exactly or how far they went And Bill's all annoyed and mad at himself because he didn't get the car. But then he starts to laugh. He's like, let's go back and get the car right now. I want to get the car. I really want to get the car. Can we go get the car now, please? And now it's nighttime. We see Bill and Ted both showing up at Ted's home, both with two different Porsches, meaning that they did steal the car. Off camera, then two of them start to have a drink, and then Anna Ted's sister shows up randomly. Uh, I thought maybe they're living together, but apparently she's visiting from school, and she was supposed to be down visiting the parents and staying with them. But apparently the parents are off in Paris or somewhere, and they don't really know or care, by the sounds of it. Then we see Bill and Quaid in the car going on about what happened the night before, and then Quaid tells Bill to stay in the lines and not go native on him. I believe is the technical word that he said, because uh, you feel like Bill's enjoying the car thief roll too much and that he's going to go rogue essentially on him. Then we see Bill hanging out with Ted uh, or Ted's sister I should say Anna and then we see them looking at like this basketball tennis court and they decide to play horse because that was Bill's idea but Bill's going to start regretting it because Anna actually elbows him in the face and busts open his nose and he's just bleeding all over the place and then Anna starts questioning like Bill like how long have you known my brother for you know how did you guys meet why are you hanging out with him because he's bad news I I don't like any of his friends because they're usually crackheads or, you know, other kind of type of people. Why are you so nice and why are you hanging out with my brother, essentially? Then we cut to the snitch outside of the garage and this guy in the van shows up and they take him in to see Malcolm and then uh, Malcolm calls in Bill as well. And then we cut to the Bill and the van guy driving down the road, music blasting, heavy metal music, rocking out. And Bill's like, you listen to scrap." crap? And anyways, they go into this parking garage and then, like, the valley that's washing the entrance calls in these other guys he's like oh they're they're gonna steal stuff i guess because he's a long-haired hippie in a van i don't know the the reasoning but it is what it is uh they're looking around the garage to see if they can find a Porsche to steal, they find two Porsches, but Bill doesn't like either one of them. And then there's also like, this is where the first Christmas music is playing in the background. Bill finally finds the car he wants to steal, and he drops his tool at first to get into the car. And he's looking around like, you know, I, you guys didn't see nothing. I didn't. Nope, I didn't drop anything. I don't want to talk about. Uh, but then uh, the van guy gets a little scared because he sees like security guards walking down the hallway, and then he literally gets, you know, just runs right off. Cause he's like, you know, please, I'm out of here. As Bill finally gets into the car, he's trying to pop. It so you can hotwire it and then the guards show up and just rip him out of the car and put him under arrest essentially and they i think they handcuff him maybe and they walk off and then one of the competition guys come up And slashes uh, Bill in the hand and tells them pretty much keep their hands off their cars because this is their territory and they don't want to have any competition in their territory. Then we see Bill in a holding cell and then Quaid finally shows up to bail him out and he's like, you know, it took you long enough. He's like, ah, well, I wasn't too worried about getting you out. You learned your lesson. And then Quaid makes Bill... Uh, make the call to Ted to tell him what happened in the situation. Ted on, is on the phone saying how sorry he is and how the guy's so sorry. And Bill's pretty much yelling at him and getting pissed off, and then hangs out the phone saying he's done. And then he looks over at Quay he's like, Shit, I just quit. Did I, just, did I just screw up the, 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 the thing that we're doing right now that we've been spending weeks on because I just quit? And Quay's like, nah, man, you gave me chills up my spine. He's going to come for you now because, you know, he wants you back. I didn't know this was some kind of love relationship because that's how he made it sound. And then it's like the next morning and Bill spent the night with uh, Ted's sister, Anne. And Ted's coming in and Anne's making breakfast. And he's like, oh, yeah, nice. Thank you. I'm going to sit down and eat this, even though she's probably making it for Bill. And then Bill comes and he's like, <coughs> and Ted looks back. He's like, oh, nice robe. You spent the night, huh? That's good. And then he's Ted's looking or he's like staring, he's like making the jokes. hey you know, I wanna be Uncle Ted. You know, you guys look cute, you can have three and a half kids, this and that. And um at one point Ted's also like, Oh, did you sleep well last night? And it makes Bill a little bit awkward. He's like, Yeah, I'm just gonna go over here because you got a fork and a knife in your hand, so I don't want to get stabbed. And then Ted mentions how he wants to do a Christmas party with everyone because he hates Christmas in the family home. For some reason, I'm not sure sure why. I guess maybe because they just didn't have a loving family. Then we see Ted and Bill uh talking outside and Ted is saying how he's sorry about the guy that they set him up with and he's now going to have a new partner and Ted's actually going to be the one going out on the jobs with him. Then we cut to seeing Ted at work as he steals all his cars with shopping bags in hand because he claims if you have a shopping bag in hand and you sit down you can be at a car for hours and no one will question it because they'll just think you're playing around looking for your keys to get in because you've been spending all your time shopping you can't find your keys. Uh, Ted unlocks the car and gets ready to hotwire it and they start to drive away while going through the guy's cassette collection being like, Oh, this is trash throwing out the window as they're driving down. And then the car phone goes off and Ted's like, answer, it's probably for you. And uh Bill picks it up and it's like, Yeah, Rick's not here and the person on the phone's like, Well who are you? He's like, I'm the person stealing Rick's car and then hangs up on him. Like, Yeah, you're a badass. You're definitely a badass. We see Bill and Ted in a mall shopping some more, I guess, as the two guys, uh two other guys from the competition are kind of like following them and stalking them and trying to chase after them. And then we see Ted and Bill looking at a Porsche in the garage and Bill thinks they are pushing their luck. And then Ted says, Yeah, never. We're not pushing our luck. I've sold seven of these in one day. It's not that big of a deal. And as they are leaving, they see another car to steal. And Ted's like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna take this one too. So uh just stop here. And then I'm thinking to myself, why the fuck is there so many Porsches in this town? Or city why 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 are they parked in the same garage as well or so close to ne- to like another Porsche this is just a thing I I don't know but this uh, other Porsche that they find is a soft top so Ted decides he's just like I'm just gonna cut part of the top of it reach my hand in and lock it but then as he does that the two competition guys actually show up on oh, the doorway from the stairs and they start shooting him and then Ted jumps in the car with Bill and then this chase scene begins They're racing to get out of the garage as three other cars are chasing them down now. Some, somehow there's like this car accident with a big blue bus that kind of goes flying and pretty much lands on the National Lampoon's vacation, uh, station wagon, literally crushing it and probably killing every single person inside, which hopefully it wasn't a family, but it probably was, um, you know. Uh, casualties of war i guess then bill drives the car into like this open factory like metal factory and he hides the car in like this dark dark area because there's like a fog kind of rolling through and there's only one car left chasing them at this point and it drives by them slowly so at this point ted's chewing a lot of gum because he's nervous he's starting to panic and going on about how he met this knife long girl and she's great and this and that and then as soon as the other car drives by them they floor it out of the area and then the chase scene begins again because the other car just turns around like nothing they start smashing each other down the road and then this pepsi transport kind of gets like jackknifed and next thing you know the chase car is going through the trailer on the pepsi truck and um i think at this point ted just looks back and bill's like what happened and Bill's there. Ted's like, ah, nothing. Don't worry about it. Just keep driving. It's now nighttime as they show up uh, to the uh, the chop shop where Malcolm is. As they're cutting down all the other stolen uh, Porsches. You know, just pretty much just cutting everything off of them. Uh, Ted mentions how they have connections at junkyards and even the DMV to get leads on the cars and to get the keys and whatnot. Then later we see Ted giving Bill the keys to this new shiny red Porsche and Bill's all happy. Feeling like one of the, one of the family members at this point in time. Then we see Bill driving his car around town getting people's attention he parks his car at his spot he gets scared because he gets ready to walk up to his apartment and ann's already there he's like what what are you you doing she's like where would you get the car he's like oh it's just a customer's car i'm just you know using it for the night it's no big deal he's like well why are you dressed like my brother oh you don't like it she's like no he starts taking off the 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 suit vest and everything They go inside this place and then she's looking all around confused at, at this place like did i make the wrong decision here falling in love with you uh this place looks like trash and uh Bill starts talking to her and then he goes straight to him. Unbuttoning her dress, and you can just imagine what happens next. The next day, it's uh, raining, and we see Ted showing up at the garage. Goes inside, and it's all quiet. And he's very confused. He's calling for Malcolm. He goes in the washroom. He's like, "I got you, cookie, big man." And he looks at him, and he's dead on the toilet. He's been murdered. Then we see Ted talking to Quaid about what's happening. He's, he's like, "I called you guys," and Quaid's like, "No, when your mechanics called us because they saw you dragging his body out of the washroom." He's like, "What are you trying to hide?" He's like, "I'm not trying to hide anything. I was just trying to give him some decent, decent, you know, you know." burial do something with him so he's not naked half naked on the toilet and then quaid goes on apparently how he doesn't like rich boys and he pretty much wants to slap him around a bit he's like you know what you're gonna go to jail and they're just gonna make you their bitch then they call bill in for questioning and bill's pissed off at quaid because of how he's talking to him and quade's still acting like he's you know undercover and nobody else knows even though are other police officers around and then we see bill sitting down at a diner and then quade shows up at the diner and pretty much tells him to never to blow his cover ever again doesn't matter if there's cops around or not don't ever do it again because he's gonna kick his ass then uh, quade tells bill to go take a few days off because he's worried bill is too much in on ted's side and that he's gonna take ted's side no matter what happens even though he knows ted's in the wrong we then cut to i think. Bill sitting outside his family's house inside the porch, just watching as the kids are playing. I believe it's his house. I didn't really look up too much at this point in time. i was still trying to catch up on my notes, but he's either outside of his family's home or he's outside of Quay's home as he's playing with his kids because he's got two kids as well. And then at this point, we see Ted loading this small little gun that probably hides in your sock and Bill shows up to his home and Ted asks him for a favor and then hands him a handgun. He's like, I just want you to watch my back tonight. That's all I want. I'm just going to go talk to the guys and nothing else is going to happen. I just want you to watch my back. Bill tells him that the situation is stupid and then Ted says it's not stupid and it needs to be done with... We also find out at this point in time, it's also Christmas Eve. Then we cut to Ted and Bill in this, like, smoky underground-looking club. Uh, They're looking for the competition guy. I forget his name. It wasn't too important and then they cut to another another uh, club and then we cut to this Aztec style Mexican club that goes underground essentially and Ted's like you know I don't see him anywhere how about you go down to the bar which is farther down and take a look this was just a distraction for Ted because he went Bill away because he actually sees the guy on the dance floor and he goes over to him and he's like this is for Malcolm and literally shoots him right in the stomach and the guy's like huh this is for Malcolm bang then we cut to Ted and Bill making it into the family home and it's their big Christmas party and everyone you know having fun then uh ted gives his sister like this pearl white necklace as an early christmas present and she mentions that someone called for ted and left a message on the answer machine so then ted goes away uh, steps into the his little area to read the mess or listen to the message and then call the officer oh uh, yeah officer back because he's calling him on a face one. It's actually another lieutenant who's actually a dirty cop, and he's mentioning how Bill is an undercover cop, and that there's all of a sudden another snitch in the garage, and Ted's like, are you sure about this? And he's like, I've never been wrong, you know that, so you should believe me about Bill, he's a cop. Then we cut and see Ted and Bill driving down the road, and Ted makes Bill open an envelope full of money, and he's like mentioning how it's a goodwill gesture to a cop that he's going to buy him off because he's a dirty cop, and he doesn't want to have any issues from this cop. Uh, it's still nighttime during this, all this, and they pull up to this old, like, trade station station and bill asks to be you know left at the drop because he wants to keep an eye out for the undercover because he wants to know what they look like you know to know who they're buying off uh bill heads into the old building and he goes to where the money drop is and we see him slowly coming around like this train car as ted is still in the porch, slowly driving falling. we still we see bill finally walk around that train car and then the lieutenant pushes him up against the train car and starts searching him he's like well you got wire or you snitch are you going to you know, screw me over too in this. And then he tells him to pretty much get down on his knees. And Bill's pleading for his life because he pretty much feels like he's going to be shot to death right here at this train station area. And then uh, he shows him money and takes the bag of money. And then lieutenant tells him to, you know, get face down on the ground because he's getting ready to shoot him right in the back of the head. And that's when Ted uh floors it in the porch turns on the headlight kind of i guess blind the tenant quickly and literally runs him over saving bill's life then the car right back ted says all the cops are dirty and once they cross the line there's no turning back and he's like it's not like us because we're family we have each other's back because that's just how we are and bill's kind of like oh shit man i am getting in here too deep and then ted wants to take bill back to that old shopping mall that they were at before he's like let's go the day after christmas because everyone's going to be there you know returning shit that they don't want and it's going to be a prime opportunity to steal some more cars and it'll you know it'll help him up it'll cheer him up you know it'll make him feel a little bit better about himself you know because he almost got killed two seconds ago then we see bill showing up to quade's home late at night um he's going on about how the lieutenant was going to kill him and that ted saved his life and then quade said that he's bullshitting him because uh ted's just trying to you know sucker him up essentially and then bill starts to question if quade was working with the lieutenant as well and then quade's like you know what you get in my house i'm not i'm not dealing with this we'll talk tomorrow don't worry about it get the hell out because it's in the middle of the night and he wakes up quade's wife and the two kids as well at the same time then as bill is leaving quade's home we see ted has been parked on the other side of the road this entire time watching from his car which I'm, i guess he was just tailing him the whole way and we just don't see him showing up but it looks like the way he's parked he's been there for a while but well. then bill uh has anna meet up with him in a bar he breaks the news to her essentially but not really he's like you oh, know whatever happens i just want you to believe me and then they kiss and then you the next thing you know we're making up the next morning they clearly spent the night together and bill's you know i'm going to head out get some food to make you breakfast you just stay in bed and i'll be right back and when he gets back to his apartment we see anna dressing at the table and then this Guy comes around the corner and it's apparently his uncle and he's been calling Bill Benji the whole time. And that's really, you know, throwing a wrench into the whole situation between him and Anna because the uncle then leaves and she's like, you're a cop, aren't you? And he's like, well, you know, I might have lied about a few things, but I didn't lie about my feelings towards you. So I do love you. You want to be nice to me and not kill me or tell your brother that I'm a cop because that won't be good either. Uh, Bill then sits down to call Quaid, and then uh, he finds out the news. Next thing we know, we cut to him showing up quade's house and we find the crime scene because quade is now found dead inside his car and we see the wife and the two kids being escorted out of the house into a police car as they're just looking at bill and bill's looking at them he's like oh shit i got your husband and your father killed oh yeah i'm i'm too far on the bad side of this ah shit Then we cut and see ted making some f- flight plans with a gun in his hand he's like yeah uh i i'll pay as soon as i get to the terminal we'll get the hell out of here thank you for setting everything up for me and then the doorbell goes off he he takes the gun over to the The door as well, and looks at the the people. He's like, "Oh, it's just my sister." And she starts questioning him, like, "Where he's going?" He's like, "I'm just going away for work." When you leaving? Right now, actually, I'm leaving right this minute. I'm just looking for the last thing I lost my car keys. And he starts searching around the house for his keys and. Anna keeps asking him if he's going to see Bill tonight and then the phone rings and it's Bill on the other line saying are we still working tonight? Like are we still going through with the plan? And Ted's like oh yeah I've been trying to get a hold of you all day Uh, yeah yeah, sure we'll definitely do it. And uh, they hang up and Anna's like oh so you're going to go see Bill? he's like yeah he's going to drive me to the airport. That's what he's going to do. He's like do you see where my car keys are? And she holds him up and then uh, he leaves and as he's leaving Anna's like he's a cop and he just looks at her and he's like pretty much smiling like I know. We then see Ted inside the mall and then Bill shows up and they decide to pretty much you know they're gonna go see the cars and ted's like you want to do the shopping bag and bill's like fuck the shopping bags ted's like Fuck the shopping bags. They go right to get to the garage. They're going to take the elevator. And Ted's like, you know what? Let's take a walk up the stairs. We can use the exercise. It's fine. It's, it's Christmas or Boxing Day. I don't know. At this point in time. I think it's supposed to be Boxing Day. Uh, and they walk up to the top of the garage. The whole time, you know, they're walking up the stairs. They're having like this awkward conversation. They're like, "How's your day? And Ted's like, it's been really weird to be honest with you. But it's fine. Bill tells Ted that he can't do this forever because he's going to get caught and put into jail. Eventually to serve pretty much the rest of his life in jail. And Ted's like, no, I won't. Don't worry about me. And then Ted's like to uh, Bill. He's like, well, don't you trust me, Benji? And that's when Bill finally knows that, oh, you know, shit, I'm I'm definitely caught because now he knows my real name. And then Ted goes on about how they were friends and that he trusted Bill. And he thought of him as family. You know, he was fine with him being with his sister. And he thought they were getting close and they had a bond together and that they were doing everything together. And Bill says, you know, I can't bless you. And he, Ted's like, you know what? I'm going to walk away from this. I'm just going to leave. If you want to bust me or stop me, feel free to shoot me in the back. And then he just starts walking away and Bill pretty much tells him to stop and he doesn't, kind of just smirks at him. And then the two of them start shooting at each other. I think Ted actually shoots Bill in the shoulder, but Bill then shoots him in the stomach, in the chest, and he gets him in the cheek and not in the butt cheek. He gets him in the cheek in the face, which looks like it would be really, really painful. I'm getting shot in general would be painful, but getting shot in the cheek right there it looks like it would be really really painful uh bill walks over to ted's body as he's staring down at him and you can t- clearly tell he's dead and then we hear sirens already coming in the background so i'm not sure if they're there because they heard the gunshots two seconds ago or if they're coming because someone's robbing the mall. who knows at this point in time but then the movie just freezes on uh bill's face as the sirens keep playing in the background and then the uh end credits start to roll uh, this is a fun movie um I like Charlie Sheen in his uh, earlier movies. I think it's really good. Uh, I'm a big Grand Theft Auto fan, like video game fan. And this movie feels like it would be in that atmosphere. Uh, pretty much feels like kind of like a side missions in it, that kind of game. Uh, I think it's pretty... shot. Pretty nicely written. I like Dick Wolf. I think is a really good writer, and it's a very good crime movie. Uh, not a lot of blood or guts or like anything graphic along those lines, but a solid movie nonetheless. I would definitely highly recommend it. You know, like I said, it starts at Thanksgiving and it ends at Christmas. So if you want to make it a Thanksgiving movie or a Christmas movie, you can go ahead and do both. Um, but like I said, there is Christmas music, there is tinsel, and some other Christmas related stuff. I think there's a couple Christmas trees later on at the Christmas party, I, but they're all white trees, which is Goddamn hideous to me, but that's besides the point. Um, on the rotten scale though, I would give it a 7 out of 10 because I think it's a good movie, and I'll watch it again at some point. And if I find it on VHS or DVD, I'll definitely purchase it because I just think it'd be a fun movie to have in my collection. But like as I, I said at the beginning of this, I did watch it on Tubi. It might still be there at the time of this recording, whenever you guys listen to this, or it might be long gone for all I know. because uh, like I said, it is in the leaving now or leaving soon section, but like I said earlier, some of the stuff in that leaving soon section never seeps leave but yeah now we have to pick what we're going to watch next week which is going to be the start of our christmas related movies uh some of them are going to be horror some of them just going to be straight comedy maybe action who knows uh we don't have them all planned out yet but the first one we're going to do is going to go back to the horror side of things and we're going to watch the jack frost horror movie i believe buff- I forget the year of it. Um, But yeah, it's the one with the serial killer that comes back as a snowman. What more could you want? Uh, It's going to be fun. Uh, It's also on Tubi, so if you guys want to watch that. And apparently there's like a second one on there as well. There's also a Rift Tracks one as well. I'm not going to be watching that one at all. But uh, the second one apparently takes place in the Caribbean, which I think is really weird because he's a snowman. But we're not going to question anything because it's a killer snowman. So why would we ever question it? But that's uh, what we're going to be watching next week is the uh, Jack Frost, the first one, not the Michael Keaton one. Uh, maybe we might do that later around in the month maybe we'll make it a mini episode I don't know I don't want to make it a full episode I don't think uh, but yeah until next time i will talk to you guys all later thank you again for everything uh thank you for all the comments the shares and whatnot make sure to if you're listening to this on like an apple podcast or spotify leave a rating and a review because spotify has the star ratings as well you just gotta go up to the name and underneath it should be like a little star and tell you what you can rate it whatever you want five stars one star i don't care whatever you feel like it should be rated uh you can get a hold of me at rottenviewspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com uh, the links will be all down below as well if you want to suggest any movies and whatnot and uh feel free to check me out on all social medias at Typhenstein. uh that's instagram twitter facebook uh i'm not too active on a lot of them but i've been pretty active on the youtube i've been posting videos a couple videos every week uh just in the short short section but we are also building up a catalog for um full-length videos that are going to be released later on i just want to build up a little bit of catalogs that way i can do like two moves two full videos um, a week or whatever uh, that way i'm not rushing to edit everything in one week because that gets a little bit stressful after a while and as always the outro music is by blood opera um, i'm not sure if their fundraiser is going to be in the description down below but you can find it in the last week's episode um if that is all still running i'm not sure how long gofundme accounts run for or fundraisers run for but um thank you for everyone who's been donating to that i really really do appreciate that uh, you guys are doing a lot of good to help out the family. Uh, and uh, yeah, make sure to check out all their stuff, SoundCloud, Instagram, um, Facebook, and YouTube. And I will talk to you guys all later. Peace. I am a whisper